Hi everybody, welcome back to Audacity. It it's been a long time. That was a heavy deep sigh. I had to get that out. I don't know. I like I've been in a really lost place. I guess I'll start with a personal update. I don't want to give up on this. I think I actually do want to commit to it. Like I really want to step into being a creative back only because like I've been in a really lost place for the last couple months because I've been in a rotation program and my rotation program was supposed to end in March but they end up extending it because like there's just not jobs right now in tech so it's just kind of crazy so they couldn't find a job for me but my time in July was coming to an end and I needed to find a job and it just like I had me like a really big limbo like if I don't have like a because you do two years and then you're putting your final placement and your final placement's like your your job job like you're no longer in the rotation program and it just had me feeling really lost because I just felt like I couldn't plan my life, like, quote, unquote, plan my life. Like, not like, oh, wow, these things are going to c- come true or, like, it's going to happen this way. But I just couldn't, like, set goals for myself because not that I'm, like, really tied to my job, but I just didn't know what my fate was going to be in terms of my job. Like, I, I need some clarity that way. Um so finally got my final rotation, I and I won't be a creative, like I won't be working in the creative space anymore, so I won't, I won't be working in podcasting anymore, which is kind of a blessing to me, A, because like I've been having some like team drama that sucks, and like when I fully step out of that space, I can expound upon it a little bit more, um, but it was kind of like draining because like I have I like actually never really went to listen to a podcast ever again. I'm all, I was always listening to podcasts. Um, I think that people also want to be in the creative fields. They would ask me like, "How do I get this job?" I'm like, "Girl, I barely have this job." Like, it was a lot of things. It's like I just actually didn't feel like I could be creative anymore. Like, I was watching other people be creative and then drained by the end of the day. I have to be creative either by like some of the team dynamics I was dealing with or like the work itself. Um, and so that feels good. And now like on my new team my boss's boss my skip he's a black man and then my boss is an asian man so like i kind of get to work with some people of color for the first time like as my manager my manager's manager so i'm kind of excited for that to like be able to i don't know be seen in other ways i currently am not being seen on my current team so yeah like i think being out of podcasting will actually make me do my podcast more because like i'm allowed to be a little bit more creative and not use all my creative energy like for my my like my category one like my my job job because like for my new job it doesn't really require me to be like creative in the way that I'm currently creative which I think is a good thing and I think I'll get to flex a new pet like set of skills and ultimately yes blessed to have a job but like I don't know like I'd be telling people like oh I want this I want this like you you should be blessed you have a job like I get that like I am but like when does gratefulness run out and just like these are the things that I want so I am grateful that I do have this job but like obviously I still have wants and ambitions but I think this job will help me fulfill my wants and ambitions so that is exciting um I guess personally I think like I was gonna like kind of get like you know talk bad about myself because I, I didn't do that like I am self-deprecating but I'm actually very proud of myself like recently even though I did get dominoes tonight but it was because Essence had actually pissed me off. And I think I'm actually about, like, Essence has an enemy. I think that's a bad business. I don't even understand their business practices. I don't understand how they make money. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But they pissed me off, so I just didn't feel like cooking. But I've been actually very proud of myself of, like, typically, like, this is, this, I don't, I'm not, whatever. It could be depression. I don't really give a fuck. I would be really bad if, like, I cook something. I would, like, not clean my dishes for a week, maybe. 
but then it was like I can't cook anything so my dishes are dirty so I've like instituted this new rule that like dishes can't stay in my sink and like if I go to bed dishes can't be in my sink or if they are in my sink I have to wake up and do them in the morning and that little rule has just like helped me on top of that like I've been cooking I've been actually making like good meals like I made for the first time in forever I I didn't like fried chicken but like I made chicken with like um the panko breadcrumb um and like did like the egg wash and flour and it was actually pretty good and I made like a salad so like that was the first time I've actually cooked chicken like that with like oil um so that was exciting like I've been making good meals I have mastered a BLT and I got TikTok has actually changed how I cook because it's just like I'm bad at making recipes so like it helps me meal plan so like um I make my BLTs with basil and I found it from this TikTok and it's so good um and so like I've been cooking a lot eating a lot of my meals at home which like to me is a good thing because I would like eat out and I would eat bad because like going to dinner kind of costs a lot and like you know I can get groceries and so like that's been really exciting and like I know this is stupid but like you know you buy like the arugula or like the spinach but you can't finish it all I finished one of my arugula tins and like the little uh whatever they are and I don't the first time forever so it's like very exciting so like I'm actually very proud of myself lately because I've been like cooking fun meals and like actually cooking um and eating at the house and like for that I'm like really proud of myself and like I think that I'm I haven't been yes I do get anxious I'm an anxious person but I haven't been in as down in the dumps with myself like I could go clean my room my room is a disaster but like one step at a time like it's just like learning to fly or falling in love like it's gonna happen so like I don't need to rush myself but like I'm just actually very proud of myself for those small things um so yeah like I don't know that makes me really happy I like couldn't wait to tell anybody and I took pictures and I actually plated it so good and even though I this salad sounds so simple but some arugula and like some shaved parmesan freshly shaved parmesan um some olive oil and some lemon juice I think arugula is actually like the hidden it's like the underrated green. I think that everyone should be more um, like more in love with arugula because arugula just gives you that bite. Like it just gives you that bite. I've also added to like my sweet green salad because I'm like, ooh, so good. So like, yeah. Um, I don't know. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. I did just get back from a, a huge Europe trip. I felt like I was living my my fantasy. I went with a good group of friends. We went to go see Beyonce. Um, otherworldly experience. Oh, let me tell you, I actually want to tell a little bit of a story time about the, because it, it wasn't like, oh, we just went to the Beyonce concert, it was fun. We were so stressed into the Beyonce concert, and it actually, I have become an advocate for language learning after this. I think that people need to know, mainly me, how to speak another language, because it actually did not serve me well. So I get why the bitches in my former years, my early years, like, girl, you need to learn a language especially if you're going to a country where they don't speak English. like it was just all bad so we were gonna get to the Beyonce concert because she went on an 845 we're gonna get to Beyonce concert at like five because we went to get a good spot or whatever but me and my friend we had went across the street to this place called brunch and cake fucking disgusting I, I also have a gripe like I've been seeing the girls on TikTok complain about the food it's not that the, like I think the food is another quality when I tell you that I had no IBS symptoms my three weeks I was over there like, my stomach did not hurt once and immediately when I got back to use of a my stomach was hurting when I ate like one thing so I, it wasn't the food it's just like how they cook it like the eggs be fucking drenched they're wet eggs I hate wet eggs like ugh. the bacon is not fucking bacon like there's just some things that are missing that I think if they stepped up in those ways 
it would be delicious. But ultimately, yeah, so we went across the street to this place called Brunch and Cake. And we were talking about the Beyonce concert, and unknowingly, we sat next to this one guy, and he's like, "Are you going to Beyonce?" And he was going to be in Club Renaissance too, because we were in Club, we were in Club Renaissance. We just, we didn't just go to a Beyonce concert. We were in Club Renaissance, Renaissance. So, anyways, um, we he was like, "Oh, you don't have to get there until like an hour before." So there was a pregame that we were trying to go to with somebody that I know, um that I had met and he was just randomly going to be in Barcelona. And so I was like, really want to go to that, but the timing was fucked up. So we were like, Oh, we can't go. But we found the new time. We we're like, Oh, we can make, go to the pregame, which I'm glad we did. It was a very cute pregame, very fun. Like black people, like a hell of black people in Barcelona to see Beyonce. Like if she has done something that only another black person that I know off the top of my head has done and it's Tyler Perry. She is getting the girls to travel. Like Tyler Perry had the dolls at his fucking plays wherever they were. And I mean like we're not here to judge the subject matter. It's just about you got the girls to go see the arts. Beyonce got girls to get their passports, hop on a plane, travel from near and far to go see her. Like and black people too. So like that was amazing. So we go to the pregame, super cute, super cute. So we leave and we are trying to catch a taxi. Well, so we were, we were about an hour and a half. We were about an hour and a half ahead of, like an hour and a half before the show starts. So we were trying to go catch a taxi. We could not get a taxi to save our life. Like we, I think we spent 30 minutes getting a taxi, running up and down the fucking career in Barcelona, trying to get a fucking taxi. And I just felt so disrespected. And they like wag their finger kind of nastily to say no. I'm like, you just don't got to do it like that. Like just say, damn, my bad girl, I can't pick you up. But they were being nasty about it. So we like, one of my friends randomly, like we're, we have like walked blocks to find a taxi. He randomly finds a taxi, but like there's oncoming traffic. And I'm like, I just walk into oncoming traffic. I'm like, I actually, quite frankly, do not give a fuck. And I literally did the, what movie when they hold up their hands, they go stop. I can't, but I always love doing that. It's a fantasy. But I went stop to the bus. I'm like, the bus did stop because you don't want to hit nobody. But I'm like, I ha- you had to stop because I had to get in this taxi because I have to go see Beyonce. Like, we are not, we're not on schedule. So we get in the taxi. We are kind of going. Like, I, and I think my Spanish is like, I think with any language when I was taking Italian in college I can kind of understand it but I just cannot speak so the guy was talking I was like trying to talk to him but I was like girl I am not bilingual so I can only do so much but like I actually to learn I actually need to learn a second language so we get to the place we end up hopping the, like stopping the taxi early because there's traffic so we walk the rest of the way it was an uphill walk like I had done some prep before the trip. Like, I was working out heavy on the trail every day doing incline walks. I knew I was with some walking girls. Um, you know, like those walking sticks? I was with walking sticks girls, and they were walking. So I knew I was going to be with the, those type of girls. So I was like, I was training. But we were, like, walking up hills, like, to get to the stadium. So we have other, our other two friends there. We're picking up one friend because one friend's in the higher level, and then the other friend is in Club Renaissance. So we're picking her up to go to Club Renaissance. But I'm asking her, where is Club Renaissance? Uh, I'm asking people where's Club Renaissance, like the the people on the way, and they kept saying pista, pista, which means the floor. So they had us walk. The stadium was huge, fucking mungus. So they had us walk all the way around, like we were on on the Hodge to get to this fucking stadium. And we kept, I keep asking people on the way, like pista, pista, and there, we went to like two places. We had to go into two different 
like barricades to scan our tickets and no one told us anything like no we just go we're going along like oh we're, we've made it we're here so then we walk down this whole ass these whole ass steps and we're like girl where the fuck is club renaissance like how to get to club renaissance and we're walking down these steps like girls we've arrived we've made it so one of our friends goes to the bathroom and i'm going around and start asking people do you know what club renaissance is but i'm trying to ask in spanish disaster because i'm saying club donde esta club renaissance and they're like girl what is club renaissance so then i'm talking to this guy and we're kind of talking and i'm kind of understanding but not really and then he motions his hand like makes like you know a money sign like you rub your hands together and i was like do you want me to pay you like i only have i only have card but i will pay you like to help me get where I need to go and so anyways we finally get to club we finally find where club renaissance is and so we're walking up to club renaissance and he's like uh bracelets but but he said in spanish bracelets bracelets we're like bracelets what are you talking about bracelets like we're a club renaissance and i'm trying to show him the tickets that, uh, I, and i think what the problem was is i was the ticket bearer so ultimately like i was responsible so like anyways whatever so then this he's, he's like bracelets bracelets and then this not, and he goes this another security guard kind of bum rushes and it's like bracelets this is sold out like the tickets have sold out for this i'm like girl what the fuck do you mean they sold out we bought them so like where did they sell they sold to us like we bought them so i'm thinking girl are they running a scam a racket like y'all selling same day club renaissance tickets something doesn't feel right so we leave and we're sitting here try, then we start running around to the, the help people to be like where are the bracelets like where do we get the bracelets and we only have one girl on the trip who can speak Spanish, and I think she's actually Afro-Latin, but I think she's just lying about being Afro-Latin. I don't know. Or maybe it's just somewhere in her, her lineage because she was the only one who could kind of speak Spanish to, like, help us. So we were running around. We run back up these flight of stairs to be, like, because nobody knew. Like, nobody knew. And I get that girls are just signing up to, like, a shift or whatever, but I needed them to know. Like, I needed them to have some FAQs to help us get to where we need to go. So we go up and the, our Afro Latin, our resident Afro Latin doll, she's talking to the help people, like the, the lady at the top trying to get us some help. And she's trying to explain like, girl, we didn't get our bracelets. We didn't get our bracelets. Um, and I'm going back through the email to figure out how we could have got our bracelets, which I totally missed that. Like they told you to go to a certain tent, but the tent also wasn't like, whatever the tent wasn't visible, but you were supposed to go to a, sp- a certain tent to check in. And we were afraid that if we left and we, cause we already scanned our tickets that we couldn't scan our tickets again. And then we wouldn't be able to go. So we were like, we were going to be like in the back of like the floor section and we had arrived late. So it wasn't good seats. Like, and I'm short, like I can't be with the rest of the girls. I can't be where the people are. Cause I cannot see. So She's like, you gotta wait for the, the uh, you gotta wait for the lady in the white shirt. We're waiting, 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 and it was getting close to eight. She was supposed to go on at eight, and so we were nervous. She's like, girl, are we about to miss the start of this? And I'm freaking out. Like, I'm about to start crying, but the tears never came. But I could feel them. I was so upset. Cause I'm like, girls, this is my fault. I'm so sorry. Cause we all paid a lot of money. It's not we didn't pay American you club renaissance. But we paid money, like a lot of money, to go see Beyonce. So like. I'm feeling bad. I'm like, girl's not us paying $500 and like we're getting $70 seats. I don't just don't think that's congruent. Like y'all got to help us. So we're sitting here waiting. And this man, this Spanish man with blue eyes, whew, saved the day in a white shirt. Uh, he spoke, he spoke English because we had to also find someone who could speak English so we could communicate that we did not get our check-in bracelet. So he's like, oh, we're supposed to sit, sit. We show him our tickets. He's like, okay, got you. So we go outside and he starts rounding up the other girls who did also not get their VIP check-in stuff. And so we all start to gather our things and he's taking us where we need to go and we're feeling invigorated we're feeling excited he finally gets us to our gate because we're nervous we're running and we run to our gate like we run to 
the club renaissance because we were two check-ins for vip so we did our first vip then we got our second vip we got our bags and we were in i think we were in by like 8 20 at the latest and it was like it was so stressful like it was so stressful because we would have seen her but i just didn't fly to barcelona to see beyonce in the back of general pop gym pop like no shade i came to beyonce to see her in club renaissance which i paid for so you know what i mean so like we finally made it to club renaissance we saw katronada in our section one of the twins like looked at my friend and was like oh you're kind of fine like it was an experience like so but then this is an aside so tell me why i was telling my coworker like oh i'm gonna go see beyonce and then she launched into this whole speech about how Beyonce is actually, a, like, she worships the devil. And I was like, okay, but girl, do you want to see these videos, though? Like, this was kind of like, like, even, I don't care what she worships in her free time. The music bops. Renaissance was a moment. So I couldn't really revel in talking about Beyonce with her because she was just telling me how Beyonce is a saint worshiper with examples that I don't think were good examples. So anyway, saw Beyonce. I did some solo travel for the first time. And I think I'm pro-social travel. Like, yes, I do like to travel with my friends. So I think when you travel with your friends, you can go out. And I do like the nightlife. I like to go dance. I don't know. I just like to be out at night with my friends. So, like, I think that's the only thing that I was missing out on. But, like, I bought you two books. I read a ballad of the whatever the prequel is for Hunger Games, which it did eat up a bit. I president snow is such a fucking dick but like he had promise in the prequel i read cersei that book was kind of annoying like i understand that it's a a classical story or whatever but she kind of pissed me off that book kind of pissed me off um so i read two books like did a lot of like reflection found cute things to do found things that i wanted to do by i like there's one night i just finished a whole bottle of wine and it was so good. I, I want to figure out how to get it. But, like, I was just, like, living. So, like, I actually thoroughly did enjoy solo travel. I did Porto solo. And I loved Porto. I loved where I stayed. And, like, I went to this really cute supper club. And, like, I don't know, cute vibe. Sat next to this random British couple. And we were shitting on Euphoria together. Because Euphoria is awful. Sorry. Uh, also, the idol. Anyways, yeah. So, we just talked about that. We talked about the idol. Like, we just talked about things. So, that was very nice. And then, like, I was there during uh one of their festivals saint john i'm not gonna say in portuguese i'm gonna fuck it up and like there was fireworks and like it's a festival where they have these like rubber hammers that make these noises and they be hitting you on the street growing ambitious random chances bopping me on my fucking head and it took everything i had not to do to flip the fuck out i'm like you just don't do shit like that like you would get your ass beat in america doing some shit like that but it was very cute i loved porto a thousand percent want to go back I am planning to go back to Europe, so I think I either want to do an April Paris trip, and I'm 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 convinced doing so if I have to. I'll let you go with my friends, but if they can't make it, I'm gonna go. Or I want to do Berlin. I want to do Germany, and then what's next on my bucket list is Japan, and I want to do Australia. Like these are not all the same, but there's just some other bucket list things that I have that I really want to do. But like it was my first time doing solo travel, which was scary, but it kind of gave me the push I need to know that I can actually just travel solo and really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, a lot of fucking walking. Like there was one day that I walked up, my phone told me I walked up 45 flights of stairs. And also in my, so I stayed at this really cute bed and breakfast. I'm in Porto. Well, there was no breakfast, so maybe just bed. But like she, um, I stayed on the fourth floor. So I had to go up four flights of, or like maybe five flights of stairs. You know, the big levels be off five flights of stairs. It was actually very insane. But like, I don't know. I had me a little blast. Like I think I kind of ate up solo travel and I had a good time with my friends um, in Barcelona and Lisbon, I loved, I loved Portugal, I thought that, that Portugal, Lisbon had a lot of black people, 
Um, but I thought that Portugal was very beautiful. Everyone was nice. Uh, and also, like, not to be nasty, but everyone did speak English, like, like conversational English. So that was helpful to, like, get around. Because in Barcelona, girl, it was just, like, uh, career de Aribao, like, which is our Airbnb, like, please, like, have me do all my numbers in Spanish. Like, I wish that I had taken Senor Dom or what was it, Senor, Senora Beeston, those are my Spanish teachers, a little bit more serious. I was never going to take Senora Calderon seriously because she was a very unserious lady. But I, it made me wish I took that, that a little bit serious because just that Beyonce moment, I was like, oh, if I, only I could communicate with you in a language that you could understand, like, I think that maybe we'd be further off here. So, like, this trip, it made me a proponent of English language or, like, second language learning. It also made me a proponent of a summer European travel trip because I've only been in, even though this, I know it sounds like kind of whatever, like it's like Leah who gives a fuck. I'd only really traveled to Europe in the wintertime when it was dreary. So like I'd never been in the summertime. So that was like really beautiful to go when the sun was out. I did some good TikToking. Like I was trying to really be in my content creator bag, but like things that were natural to me, like not just creating content for creating content sake, but things that are natural to me and required little editing. So I tried to be in my TikTok bag. I don't know. Like I think... And I think also when I come back from trips like that, I, I like somehow unknowingly do a lot of self-reflection. Like, so I think it's like, I just, I took two weeks off and every person knows like, Leah, how'd you get two weeks off? I didn't go nowhere for a year. Well, that's not true. I had, was in Europe in November, but it was during Thanksgiving. So I think I only used like a week of that. And then from November all the way until June, I had, like not had gone anywhere. I hadn't gone anywhere. So I had used my two weeks and I had a remote work week, but the two weeks I was just off was just like. I just got to kind of be alone with my thoughts and like, yeah, scary thoughts, but like my thoughts nonetheless. Okay. So my, one of my favorite TikTokers, she says I'm a rip a suey and I actually relate to that girl. I'm actually about to rip a fucking suey, but my thoughts are just giving like, it was just nice to be, not be focused on work or not be bogged down by like other responsibilities. Like I actually got to focus on me and kind of unplug, even though like I didn't really like what was happening in my thoughts, but like, you know, I can't control those. Um, so that was nice. Like, I think coming back, I had done a lot of self-reflection. I think, I don't know. I I think about like my first year graduating college or my first year. Come, wait, I graduated in 2021. Two years. Two years and some change. Um, I think that like, I'm actually very proud of myself. Like I think about where I was last year when I first graduated. And also that like, it even though like my okay update my next door neighbor bestie bitch she moved to she moved back home to dc so i like kind of lost that but like i can actually create community like i think that's the hardest thing because i see a lot of tiktoks about oh like it does suck post-grad to like i moved somewhere completely different didn't know a soul i was actually in retrospect really fleeing my mom like i was like i have to get the fuck away like this is my opportunity to do that and i think that this like austin was a perfect place for, like a soft launch of a light like an adult adulting life even though like it fucking sucks like texas sucks in general like but austin like it just all is bad like i think even if dallas or houston i might fare a little bit better but i'm not living in houston sorry me and houston have beef to the day i die like i'm actually beefing with a city and then um i think i live in dallas but like i just gotta get out of texas but i think it was a nice place to like soft launch adulting life um and like, I can build community, I can find friends, and, like, all these things, and, like, I'm cooking my own, like, cooking good meals now, like, that to me seemed very daunting, so, yeah, I don't know, I think I am proud of myself for where I'm at at 24, 23 was actually heinous, 24 is, 
I want to rip a suey a lot, but like a lot less than I did at 23. And I'm hoping at 25, like my brain will just quiet down because they say like that's when you're, you're fully developed. I just can't can't wait to fully develop, so I can stop living in like this kind of purgatory of hell, of like constantly overthinking, stressing on my life, like what's gonna happen, blah blah blah. And like even when I tell myself not to stress, I do stress because it's also like there's impending doom behind everything of like the world's gonna end so like I kind of have to do these things before the world ends or like should I just let the world end on me I don't know like whatever so yeah I think personally I'm doing okay I I also think I sound more okay because sometimes I'll be coming out here real fucking frantic and but I do be frantic like I do be like fucking jittering like inside so I do think you could probably hear that but like I think I'm doing a lot better I think one thing I'm also learning how to do is much to my chagrin of like even though I hate it I need to be better at it it's confrontation like not confrontation but healthy conflict healthy conflict and like expressing your feelings uh, and listening to other people express their feelings and like because I think that that's actually been the detriment of a lot of my friendships is like I couldn't even begin to gather my thoughts and emotions about how I this person made me feel and then I would be so afraid to communicate to that person because I'd be afraid that they would they wouldn't be my friend anymore like they would hate me and that's because that's how my parents treated me like I also just hate that like your childhood trauma can really permeate itself into like how you try to build other relationships but it really does but like ultimately that's not a good thing and I think experiencing this like lets me know that like hey if I have a friend who I think is my friend and like we're adults that I should be able to communicate that like what they're doing makes me feel a certain type of way and if they don't want to engage just don't engage and maybe just is what it is because I think like I also think there's levels to it though because like if you're an ancillary friend or just like uh an associate probably not but like if you're someone who I hold dearly to me I hope that I will have the strength to do it because I know that someone like someone in my life currently has had the strength to do that with me and even though like it makes me like feel like such a fuck up which that's not how you should feel like obviously people make mistakes and like whatever but even though it makes me feel like a fuck up even though I know that that's like even though I'm gonna validate that feeling I don't think it's really rooted in like truth or fact um it does like help me grow to figure out like hey I can also do this to other people like it's an example I would say so that's been really enlightening um to learn how to or to witness that witness it because it's happening to me and like I'm the person's fucking up well you know what I mean though and so that's like kind of been helpful um on my healing journey and I think like I don't know like 23 was a hard year I feel like 24 is kind of like for healing and building good habits like habits I just did not have before even though like my habits sound super stupid they mean something to me I think that's all I'm at it's like girl they're helping I'm helping make my life better and that's a good thing and I think also I'm trying to be more okay with my thoughts like and I think that that to me is powerful so I think that's just like a really cute a cute life update I think like that's very tame to where it could be because like like I said sometimes I'll be coming here and I'll be like Jesus Christ like you're really going through it and I do be going through it but I'm still going through it right now but not as much excuse me sorry um so yeah I have a couple things I want to talk about so my I had recorded this episode a long ass time ago but like I was too lazy to edit it and I it was because I was drunk and I was singing Taylor Swift and Drake like that is not conducive to the conversation whatsoever so I, I don't know if I want to start with unions or end with unions I've been one I've been okay so there has been a saga with this ep- so I had an episode about unions up but then I was talking shit about a coworker, and she was actively looking for my podcast so I had to delete the episode because like girl I don't really need this smoke. She is gone now, but like also 
I mean, she did say some dead shit. She tried to make a joke about Harriet Tubman with me. And I was like, girl, I'm not the, I'm not the one. The two, the three, the four. So the then I also had recorded this episode as soon as WGA went on strike. But I just never put it out because I was also drunk seeing Taylor Swift and Drake. That's not, like I said, not conducive. So today I'm going to talk about unions uh, because I've just been really inspired. And I have been inspired really for the past year and a half on a lot of the labor movement that's been happening from Amazon to Starbucks to Teamsters, now to WGA, SAG-AFTRA, Trader Joe's, Redacted. I just seen the gross of film Redacted. Like, ultimately, you know what? Come on now. So, like, I just been really happy to see that, you know, like, the working class recognize that they, they really do have the power and it's their labor. So, this is very exciting. So, we're going to get into that because I want to talk about the history of unions and how Ronald Reagan actually ruined, he, like, fucked up unions in perpetuity, but, like, which is also crazy because he used to be the president of SAG-AFTRA, I believe. Anyways, and I think he was a part of the negotiating people that fought for the original strike. I will verify that as I'm talking, but that's really crazy also. Um, yeah. I lost my train of thought there. So let's we'll talk about unions. I really want to talk about Florida. So I just saw something on TikTok that was jarring. So, and then it made me realize Florida's actually having so many fucking issues right now. It's insane. And Ron DeSanctimonious wants to be our president. Girl, I think that's when I would actually rip a suey. Come like, it just took a lot of work to be moving across the, the water, like moving somewhere else. So I would actually have to rip a suey that way because that's actually insane. Um, so yeah, Ron, apparently Trump also called him a meatball, which is so sick. Ron the meatball. Uh, he does look like a meatball though. Um, <laughs> he's been like fucking up Florida. And so I have like not even an exhaustive list, just three things that I've seen on top of like the don't say, gay, like on top of the don't say gay shit, the trans hate, LGBTQIA plus hate, like on top of all of that, like it just gets worse. Um, so yeah, I want to talk about Florida and then I want to talk about men kind of suck. Like I, I really am going to try to come from it from a level of compassion that I may not have had. It may not sound like compassion, but I got to get some shit off my chest. Come like, Jesus Christ, y'all are something. And it is sad. To, it is very sad to watch. And I'm actually just going to preface this here right now. I'm not going to do it when I talk, when I hop on that topic. I'm not going to do it. If it don't, if, uh, don't duck, if it don't apply, I'm, if hit dogs will holler. And one thing about a hit man, he will fucking scream like a bitch, like hit dogs will holler. So if you know that you're not this type of man, it's not about you. But if you are that type of man, I'm talking to you or I'm talking about you. Cause I'm probably not going to talk to you. Cause I don't talk to people like that. Cause no shade. I'm not really in community with a lot of heterosexual black men because it's hard. It's draining. Y'all kind of suck. And you don't realize that. And I mean, that's okay. That's your prerogative. But like, it is tiring. But I'm, even though it's not coming as sympathetic, I'm going to try to induce some, infuse some empathy because I was reading this article that talked about how like, you do have to look at this as a crisis and have empathy because chances are you probably are in community with some heterosexual men. Um who haven't unpacked masculinity or like are actually searching for masculinity or how does that show up for them? Or like, I don't know what they're doing. Like I'm not a man, but like I am going to try to approach with some empathy because I do think it's a crisis. And I do, I like listening to some of these quotes. I can imagine you're looking for direction in a world where masculinity is shifting because well, I don't want to get to it right now, but like, I think that most men, some men are really focused on the terms of yesteryear of what it meant to be a man or like how, how men had power or how men exist. And I'm going to let you know, like, here's my thing. I think that a man can talk about being a provider or the rights that he wants in the household 
if you want to live in that model, if you're actually a provider, most men aren't providers. Like most men have podcasts and are not doing your job. Like I, (laughs) I think that that's like insane. Like we need to actually create a give back the mic program and find some incentive to get men to get back their mics because I actually think you need to actually put down the mic. And if you really want to focus on the yesteryear idea of being a man, get a job and be a provider and be the breadwinner. And then like, that's my thing. If a man was going to tell me he wanted me to do something, maybe be a breadwinner or a provider first. And then maybe it could be a conversation, but like, you don't have a job. You're yelling at me. You're angry. Or you don't like you're not providing anything. You don't do no manly duties. Like you don't want to. Like you don't want to do certain things. And you're gonna ask me to do something that's supposed to be quote unquote womanly. Like that's not a conversation that we need to have. So I think like I'm gonna get into it. So let's actually let's start with Florida. That's what's really coming to me. Um, so lately, Florida has like actually been in the news a lot because. Yeah, that nigga's name is Ron Sanctimonious. I don't care. He kind of ate that up. And then someone asked Ron what he thought about Trump calling him uh, Ron Sanctimonious. And he goes, I don't know what Sanctimonious means, but it has a lot of vowels. Sounds like a big, a big important word. Girl, what the fuck? You are stupid. Like, you sound stupid. So Ron Sanctimonious has really been fucking up Florida. So I was just scrolling on my For You page, which... I have recently become addicted to TikTok and I need to get the fuck off that app. But it's like, it's so fun. Like there's so many different niches, so many things to do. Like I found so many fun things on TikTok, but this was not fun. So basically farmer's insurance has pulled out of Florida and they're no longer writing new insurance policies um, or renewing insurance policies for, I think for all insurance, but Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think it's mostly for home or homeowners. Um, oh yeah, I'm pulling up a CNN article. Farmers insurance pulls out of Florida, affecting a hundred thousand policy holders, including home and auto and umbrella policies. Um, and I think AAA is also pulling out of Florida. And I don't. Hold on. Okay, sorry. I had to just read this article really quick. Okay, so I think um, it's twofold. I think Ron was doing some shit with the insurance companies. Hold on. Girl, we gotta delete the paywall. Like, y'all gotta let bitches read articles for free. Okay. Okay, I see, I see. Yikes. Okay, this is actually crazy. So maybe this is not a Florida thing. And maybe it's not Ron DeSanctimonious' fault, even though I did read something and I could find it. He's an idiot. So maybe this is his fault, but it's actually even crazier. So uh, Farmers Insurance is pulling out of Florida, 100,000 policies. AAA is pulling out of uh, uh, Florida because they want to raise people's rates because the climate... um, Climate change like heavily affects those areas because you have California with, well, okay, we're not bringing California. Florida has a lot of hurricanes and shit like that and flooding. So you have to raise people's home insurance policy because they don't want to pay that home insurance if they know, like, you know, guaranteed, let's say if it's a neighborhood of 50 in Florida or uh, like 50 homes in Florida and they're all under farmer's insurance and it floods, you know, you have to pay those 50 homes and you're like, girl, no, that's not worth the money unless you raise the rates. Which I think insurance is such a scam because, like, I get it comes in handy when you need it. But, like, what happens when I don't need it? Can I get my money back? Um, 
And so basically like they're taking away the insurance because of climate change. And apparently in this New York Times article, State Farm, which I didn't realize, is like, girl, where is the news, girl? It's over for us. Uh, the country's largest insurance company, they're going to stop selling home- homeowners coverage in California. Girl, what? Because of climate-related costs? I'm like, girls, we're f- that's fucking insane. And also, like, you just don't be, like, why do I have to find out from a TikTok? Like, I should actually find this out in the news. But also, that sucks. Like, we're going to have so many more. Cl- okay, also... While I was doing this research about this Florida shit, it doesn't seem worth it to have a home. Like, I actually don't think I want to buy a house. Because I'd be looking at, when I see certain homeowners, at least at this age, they'd be looking so fucking stressed and, like, like a lot's happening. I'm like, I don't think it should feel like this. But I know it does feel like this because, like, it's your responsibility. And shit is expensive. So, like, um, also, I don't want an HOA. Because I, like, I'm a part of the subreddit group, fuck HOAs. It is actually fuck HOAs. So, I don't think I want to be a homeowner. Like, doing some of this research. Because this guy was talking about how, basically, farmer's insurance has cut his insurance. Like, he won't be able to have insurance. And he's like, it's already high as fuck. And, like, I need someone to insure me, especially because hurricane season is coming. But he was like, also, they're going up on my mortgage $1,000. I didn't realize that when you bought a house they could go up on your mortgage like I thought that like obviously there's interest rates but I thought it was a fixed rate at the fixed rate you got the mortgage that's what the mortgage is going to be that they can go up on your your mortgage and then on top of that you play uh property uh property tax and on top of that you have to pay home insurance that sounds like a fucking scam like that sounds like how can I take more money from you I don't know and I just thought America where you were supposed to own land it was supposed to be easier than that it's like there's a lot of work to owning land here and it's giving kind of racial it's giving kind of class like it's giving classes giving races like sure but that's not a journey that I want to embark on so like watching people own homes it just seems like a lot of stress versus an apartment where if something goes wrong, I'm texting my landlord, girl, this is not working. Like, come fix it. Even though she's fucking lackadaisical, at least it's somebody else's job to coordinate and pay. I don't want to do that. So that to me is crazy that, like, insurance can just pull out of a state. Yeah, praying for Florida on that. Okay, another thing that was kind of on my TikTok feed, but I was just like, I didn't really want to look into it. Because it seemed kind of, the music they were putting on the TikTok seemed very scary. But it's actually real as fuck. So basically, Ron DeSanctimonious introduced this immigration law that, like, uh, um, basically, if you needed you need an ID card if you can't prove your citizenship, fucked. If hospitals accept Medicaid, they can ask about your citizenship status, that's fucked. Come like, okay. Uh, and maybe in Florida they will because there's things in the water in Florida. Increase penalties for hiring people without citizenship, and they have to use this program called E-Verify where, like, they can verify your citizenship status to work. But what that's caused is, like, there are actual construction sites that are just empty. Like, the um, agricultural fields, empty. Like, nothing's getting picked. Grocery stores, empty because nothing is happening. Nothing is shaking. And immigrants are actually leaving the state, which totally get it. Girl, get it, get it, get it. But it does suck for those who can't, like, but the fact that, like, they've lost, uh, they've lost money in the economy from that, and people are saying, like, oh, like, what's happening with my house under contract? Girl, nobody's building it. Girl, the house is empty. The house is not working. Like, you have no house, so it's putting delays down on construction projects and, like, uh, contracts for houses. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And then I also found out that because of the geo, well, the political, the political hot mess happening in Florida, conventions are pulling out of going to Florida. Cause I really, I, I mean, I knew girls went to Florida like that, but like a lot of girls go to Florida and they're saying how they're about to use, lose $12.6 billion in tourist money because they're not bringing tourists to Florida. Like, tourists aren't coming to Florida. Like, I mean, I'm not, don't, I don't, I don't know if the NAACP had, did I say that right? 
Okay, NAACP. Yeah, I don't know if they have any static or beef or whatever, like whatever. But like, they like if someone says a travel advisory, I'm not go like to just be black and be there. I'm not going. Like, and and Florida wasn't really giving anyways because Miami seems very expensive. But like, I'm not going to Florida. And then also, I don't know if this is true, but that, um. Dave, wait, hold on. Alimony, Florida. Because, like, you could actually be on TikTok spreading misinformation. <laughs> ah, screaming, sorry. Um, okay, so Ron DeSantis signed a new law, Ron DeSantis, that does away with what's known as permanent alimony. So, like, when you get a divorce and you got to pay that person in perpetuity, he got rid of that. So, the girls are mad, and white Republican women are saying, girl, you better take that back, or else, like, it's on uh bring it on so like yeah i don't know he's just doing shit and like also fucking with disney too actually just seems very insane and out of character you know what i mean like i don't think i would fuck with a multi-conglomerate like that who also has ties like physical places like land so like he was just trying to look like all because they were like girls we don't really stand by don't say gag like come to our park i don't yeah i I think he's kind of insane and I don't, I wonder where he is in the polling because I hope he does not become the Republican candidate, girl, Ron DeSantis polls. Apparently his, uh, his campaign is sputtering, but he also, he was also like going around uh, Florida and kept saying, uh, something about, oh, woke will get you broke or some shit, like some dumb shit like this. And I'm like, oh, girl, what are you even talking about? Like if someone asked me a real question, he starts talking about the left. And I'm like, girls, I don't know. I thought conservative really meant something like not good things, like not things that I'm personally aligned to, but I thought it had at the value some, like it has some core beliefs. Now were they core beliefs that I was investing in? No, but they were core beliefs nonetheless. Like they, it was about something, it meant something. So that's actually just crazy to me that like, it's just like all about like, attacking like attacking the other side but not really having any point and not really dealing in action like to the point that like you have like hard republican senators like girls we gotta dial back on what we're doing with, with total abortion because like we're turning the girls off here which i also think on tiktok i gotta get off tiktok i'm coding tiktok so much but they talked about like issue-based organizing and broad broad organizing and i think fucking with abortion rights is like broad issue or, or broad something organizing become like because with broad organizing, like, you don't have to agree on, like, you don't have to really agree on Black Lives Matter. You just believe in, like, broadly, like, women should have rights. <laughs> but not that, like, black women don't have rights and, like, experience things very differently, but just, like, women should have rights, like, generally. So you're fucking with women, you're fucking with the Women Should Have Rights campaign, but then when you get to why are black women dying at higher rates of birth, that's issue-based, and girls don't give a fuck about issues. Mm. Anyways, I digress. So you're fucking with women in general, to the point that it's like, they're like, girls, maybe we shouldn't do total abortion. Because, like, I'm actually, like, I'm afraid to go to a gynecologist here in Texas. And they're also saying how physicians are actually leaving states who are having total abortions because they can't do their job. And, like, no shade, which sucks for the, the women in these states who live here who can't get adequate care anymore because physicians are leaving. But I would be afraid to practice my job because, like, what if someone informed on me and turned on me and now I'm hemmed up? in texas like no thanks but even just like talking about this really just reminds me of these dystopian novels i used to read as a kid because like the fact that bitches could be i'm i'm trying to help you girl you're my patient and you're informing on me uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. like i have the ops in my office and i have to uh what's the the oath that doctors take 
the Hippocratic Oath. I, I took the Hippocratic Oath, and I'm trying to help your bitch ass. And no thanks. So I think I will leave too. But like, it does suck for the women here who need to receive care. So yeah, I don't know. These states, ugh, interesting. But Florida, interesting. I really tried to condense a lot, but it just had baffled me that all of these things have been happening. On top of the don't say gay, on top of getting rid of D and I, and um schools and colleges he in ethnic studies courses too i think he had also said that um i don't know he'd be saying some dumb shit like it's not he he said that uh oh about about a company i can't remember the company he's like they lost track because they were focused on dni initiatives i don't think dni initiatives hold on i'm gonna search it up dni initiatives ron desantis Ooh, because i went to a big ron desantis die last night on twitter um i can't remember he said he said um <sighs> i'd have to find it i don't really care i mean i don't really care that deeply about i think he's a loser and we gotta stop letting losers run for president like we gotta like i'm not saying like bully people like that but like i don't know like you gotta feel some type of shame because like he's actually giving i don't feel any shame and he should feel shame okay let's go to union so um, maybe i should just start this as a review for the bear i loved the bear okay whoo the second season i had cried so many times but i think the most touching episode that i do love is richie's episode um i think okay i think what i love about the show is ultimately like a seemingly mundane experience of like uh you go you come in from the outside looking in you come in to save your brother's restaurant you were supposed to start a restaurant together uh he's no longer here you totally revamp the space you build your own restaurant with a, a new band a new motley crew so seeming like that but like just like the intricate experiences that each person has and like how they experience life what they're going through also very real um i don't know like it just like takes you into the human experience of like things that seem are seemingly mundane which i seemingly is, i think is i'm hope i'm the right word of like that i don't think these are mundane things i think these are amazing things that each person's experiencing outside of marcus like having to be a caretaker for his mom i could imagine like him going to copenhagen too like i don't know i think that that's very real also because i watched my mom take care of my grandfather uh, and be a caretaker and i can just yeah that that kind of stuff i i just like okay randomly ooh, like we're getting thoughts here i just had like a a moment of like i like i kind of feel bad for my mom of like just imagine taking care of a sick person and he was i, I can imagine when you're sick you're angry like you have a lot happening but for her to have to be like the brunt of what that, like she refused she refaced the brunt of his anger it makes me feel really bad for her because I just couldn't imagine. So I don't know. A moment of clarity. Um, but yeah, that sucks for Marcus. But I think like just like watching those human experiences from Tina becoming uh head jet or a uh, Jeff, a sous chef, and like taking her cooking classes. So about her cooking classes, doing karaoke, like really owning her role and so excited too. Cause I think like that reminds me like you can like you can learn and like I don't know like you can find purpose at any age i think that that's what that really made me feel like when richie richie is actually like my mvp because when he found his purpose he was like living in it and he was thriving in it and he was his best self in it and when he said like you know like i'm wearing a suit because honestly just makes me feel better about myself like actively doing things like 
I don't know, to better yourself, to me, at this moment in life, is very inspiring. But I also think, too, like, Carmi's breakdown was so real. Claire Loki gets on my last fucking nerve. Because, like, no shade. Yes, I'm locked in a fridge. On my opening night of my restaurant, I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm saying shit. Like, girl, you not like you shouldn't be taking him that seriously. He's also mentally ill. Like, I think there has to be a level of grace that she's giving him of, like, even though that does suck to say, like, it was awesome bullshit. But, girl, like, you say things you don't mean when you're mad. I don't know. So she was kind of being annoying. And she also, when she was around Carmi, like, yes, Carmi was experiencing fun, but he was not focused. And I think, like, girl, you need to find the the the, the playing, the, the, what's that word? Fuck, like, I'm actually, sometimes I be eating it with the words. Say I'm not eating it with the words. Uh, a balance. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, oh my, I was actually about to get so upset. Um, he needs to find a balance between fun and focus. Cause I think the girls are not focused. You have to be serious. Like, but I get it. Like he wanted to have fun. I don't know. I see both sides. Like he went to a party and that was cute. But it's like, girl, get the, get the fucking, uh, fridge handle fixed. Cause Loki actually, I don't feel bad because Sid is giving her life to this restaurant. You see how black women show up and do things. She's giving her everything to this restaurant. And Sid would have made sure that the fucking door handle to the fridge got fixed. I will say that. Like Sid was on top of her shit. So I needed Carmen to get a little focused. Even though I know he wanted to have some fun. Girl, you're opening up a restaurant. And she's a resident. She could focus too. I, I don't know. So I kind of didn't like Claire. She was kind of annoying. Um, but I did like, I did, was happy to see that Carmi did find love. You know? Anyways. So I say all that to say that it breaks my heart that like we may never get another season three for the force, unforeseen future. And I'm pissed. Like there's so many good shows that I want to see a new fucking season. I can't pee motherfucking Valley. Am I cricket cricket I cricket cricket I hump back hump I hump back hump back I Mississippi pride pride like I want to see another season of P Valley. Will I get one? No. And they also not like here's my thing. I'm saying all this to say it's not their fault. You gotta pay these people. Like you gotta pay these people. I can't get no Bel Air. I can't get no Power Book Two season four, whatever season it is. This season ended too fucking good. So I can't. And I'm shamed by the black community for loving the power universe. But good TV is good TV and good storytelling is good storytelling. Okay, and it's good storytelling. Like even though whatever it's cliche, it's good storytelling. No more power universe. Like I want Tommy season. I want Raising Caitlin. I I want each season. And I'm actually doing a power rewatch. Crazy. Like, it's so good. So, I don't know. No power. Like, I'm not getting show. When and Just Like That ends, don't know when I'm getting that back. Even though the show was awful, I like it. It's something fun to watch. Like, I... I'm missing out on good TV and good... And, on the movie front right now, I'm eating so good. Like, I need to go see Joyride. I think I'm going to go see tomorrow. Let's go support Ashley Park, Stephanie Sue. Like, let's go support our girls. So I'm eating that up um, when that comes out. I'm about to go see No Hard Feelings. I want to go see Theater Camp. I'm going to go see Bottoms. I have a double feature booked on Friday to go see Barbie. And I'm starting with Oppenheimer, and then I'm doing Barbie. Issa Rae said to do Oppenheimer and then cleanse with Barbie. I'm doing a double feature on Friday. Like, I have... Oh, I'm eating so good. Like, I also went to go see Mission Impossible. I, hmm, even though I don't like Tom Cruise, I think he's a fucking weirdo. He be eating little Mission Impossible movies a little too good, even though it's like the broke down version of James Bond, like the American broke down version. He do be eating, but actually... 
the new uh i accidentally went on opening night so i was like girl why is this theater packed but um the like the female protagonist whatever the woman protagonist she was pissing me the fuck off i was like girl you're doing dumb shit and being dumb like you're actually annoying like stop doing this so she was pissing me off the whole movie but i will actually say i was thrilled it was a thriller and i was thrilled um i was actually on the edge of my seat it is cool to know that he does his actually does his own stunts and like low-key he also ate up the top gun movie like i'm not gonna front like i think he understands his niche and he sits in it i also saw a trailer for equalizer 3 with denzel and i think i'm just gonna watch it because if white people can do bad at like fucking bad uh spy movie trilogy trilogies or uh series and so like i'm not saying it's i'm not saying it's bad like that's no shade to him it's not it doesn't look amazing but it doesn't look bad so I, they can if white people can get that then we can get that i'm actually so sad that i missed fast x in theaters i'm sick like i have watched every single movie i think that they're good movies fight me like it's a it's a series about family and yes it does require you to suspend your belief but it's a series about family nonetheless so like we can't shit on families how much time do i have oh my god i'm almost at an hour Ugh. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try to wrap this up in an hour and 20 because like y'all remember when i did not used to stay for long um but yeah all that to say is like there's the art is too good like i mean it not all art is good which you know what i mean like the art that is like we're getting is so good i like there's so many shows that i just love so to know that like the girls are really not getting paid. It's kind of sick. Like, the fact that they're flashing all the residual checks, saying, like, girl, I got paid 86 cents for this, I think I would actually shoot somebody. Um, because, like, they're, like, how, and then, I don't know, you just have, like, the bootlickers of capitalism. Like, girl, y'all are rich, y'all are famous, y'all are exposed. And I think a lot of people in Hollywood or, like, the industry are broke. Because I was thinking about it. Like, y'all, they really just do barter and borrow for services. Like, I don't think a lot of people do have, there's not a lot of money in fashion, there can be a lot of money in music depending on where you are like there's not a money in streaming for artists everything is really streaming so like i can't imagine that makes me feel bad that i use spotify too I, I just can't get with title i'm sorry um so that makes me feel bad that like um yeah they just are not getting paid what they need to get paid including writers too i'm like Okay, like, and the reason I mentioned the bear, because I just think it's such a recent poignant example of good writing and good acting that could not be made possible without the two the two groups of people who are making the art, like, and the writing is good, okay, like, and the, it was good, like, I don't know, so it's pissing me off, like, pay your fucking, like, pay your people, please, and to, like, Bob Iger running your fucking mouth, and that's why I think rich people and racist people be fucking up, y'all know y'all can just shut the fuck up, like, y'all don't have to ever say anything, like, you could just say nothing and be seemingly a nice person and still have your beliefs, and you would probably still be okay because the world is built for you, but, like, no, you just choose to be a nasty person, Bob Iger gonna talk about, well, I just think y'all are kind of delusional, no, you gotta shut up, boo, because you're, you're being delusional by not staying in your place, like, rich people just don't ever shut the fuck up, so, like, Bob Iger being annoying, Daniel Zaslav, whenever you say his last name, he looks like such a loser. Like, all these, like, and I also hate that all the streaming companies are now just kind of big conglomerates of, like, I hate Max. I actually hate Max. Like, no shade. Call us whatever you want to call this. I logged onto HBO Max because I knew I was getting a certain caliber of show. I should not be seeing Discovery shows. And Discovery has hella networks. I think it has, like, TLC, too. I should not be seeing it on my Max app. I'm sorry. Like, on HBO. I shouldn't be seeing that. Like, there's a distinguished. Like, we wouldn't even get The Idol, which was bad. Which maybe they should strike they should kick fucking sam uh levinson out of wga 
and a DGA. Like, girl, he should have no rights. But, like, um, we just are not – we're not going to be getting any shows for a long time. And, it, like, all these actors, like, even your fave girls, like, a man – even if you don't like her, Amanda Seal says she didn't reach financial stability until 35 because of Insecure. Leslie Jones says she didn't reach financial stability until 47. Like, you have a lot of people who are really just trying to make it. And even like and I, I could tell you why this is like broad this is like broad organizing because Fran Drescher is a fucking anti-vaxxer and she's a, a Zionist like I don't yeah so I'm like Ugh, whatever she's giving big loser energy too but like yeah she is right that some people don't even have more than $500 in their emergency fund so let's actually dive into I think I've just gone into a little bit about WA and SAG-AFTRA which I'm so happy, like, girls, we have to fight for our motherfucking right to party, okay, we (laughs) have to fight for our rights, and that sucks, but I'm proud of the dolls who are doing it, okay, let's pull up on unions, okay, I'm really gonna try to give this a unions for dummies type vibes, okay, so the first whisper of a strike and really labor movements was in 1768 when New York journeyman tailors protested a wage reduction, um, and then you had uh, cordwainers, shoemakers in Philadelphia, uh, beginning of the, the first sustained trade union organization among American workers. But it really was for like the white girls, like, you know, marginalized people couldn't join. So, you know, always some racism there. Um, after this, labor unions start to become a large thing in cities due to having many workers or trades under one factory and different unions building alliances. Uh, the first big feat for labor unions was showing the workday. Um, also, I think they're the ones who like heighten the age requirement for working in like factories yeah like i said black women women black people women uh black women immigrants were excluded um but most union members in the skilled trades remained overwhelmingly uh native-born white protestant males uh throughout the 19th century that also be fucking me up in the 19th century is is the 19th century the 1800s i think so um if i'm wrong i'm just wrong i'm gonna have to eat that um since black workers black workers were paid lower wages, duh. Um, then white white workers were afraid that they would replace them for cheap labor. Ugh, sick. So because these groups were excluded, they created their own union. So you have black caulkers in the shipping industry held a strike at the Washington Navy Yard in 1835, fighting for our right to party. In nineteen or in eighteen seventy six, the national chain the National Union for Cigar Makers was the first union to accept women and black workers. Per per per. Um, some more va- victory labor, or some more labor victories include minimum wage. Um, but even like there was a history of kind of quote unquote union busting because due to the influx uh, uh, immigrant workers and immigrant labor, uh, it had become cheaper because they knew that they could just under like they could underpay the, the girls because they needed to find work and needed to make money. Um, and they didn't respect the, they didn't respect them for their work. Uh, they were used as a tool to pit groups uh, against one another so that wages could stay low. So we're moving to the 1970s. Let's really hop into it. I mean, before that, they had come up with some basically like some rights in the Constitution uh, for workers, like actual labor reform. But in 1970, Reagan, who's a big bat, he's that nasty, funky piece of shit, Rachel, she fucking sucks. Rachel Reagan became the president and introduced trickle-downonomics and anti-union policies were introduced. Like I said, I think he was the president of SAG-AFTRA because he was an actor before. Like, girls, we gotta stop letting... um, we got to stop letting uh, actors, quote-unquote actors. Yeah, the last WGA SAG strike, which was the last time the WGA and uh, SAG strike together, it was the 1960s, was won by a young Ronald Reagan. And maybe, 
What a loser. Okay. Let's get back to my notes. These notes have actually been sitting here for a year, and I so I gotta put this episode out. I'm not doing this again. So, uh, an example of. Oh, so let me read this stat. Between 1975 and 1885, union memberships fell by 5 million. By the end of the 1980s, less than 70% of Americans were organized in union. And low-key, I didn't really hear about unions growing up. So I don't know what that means. Um, I just said that. So whatever. Uh, so an example of uh, Reagan's anti-union policy was air traffic controllers were striking. They were fighting for better working conditions and higher wages. Those are the bitches we're not bitches, but you know what I mean. I ha- like when I be calling people bitches, I kind of be feeling bad. I'm like, girl, I'm not calling you a bitch. I'm just like, that's your category, like, of who you are, like who I'm talking about. But they were people who like were directing the planes. If you're watching Hijack with Idris Elba, it's them dolls. Like, you should tap into that. That's also a thriller. Um, Apple TV Plus low key got some good shows. So low key got some good shows, but they just had the sci-fi bag. I don't know if I like that. Um, but yes, let me get back focus. So they were striking for higher wages and Reagan issued an order that said you need to return to work in 48 hours or you will lose your job. So I think about myself, I think that, I don't know, if I had a family, maybe I wouldn't, but if I was single, I think I might be principled enough. It would, it actually would depend on how much I'm making, but if I'm making low wages, probably not. Like, I don't know. But when I say, when I tell you more about the people, then we can rediscuss. Um... You need to return to work in 48 hours or you'll lose your job. Um, They call it an amnesty period where nothing will happen to you if you return to work in that time. Um, So basically 11,000 workers said no, but they're not coming back. So Reagan called their bluff and he fired and barred them from working in air traffic control ever again, which left some people in shambles um, and unable to financially recover because like that was what their skill set was in. which that's just nasty work. So I don't know. Like if I knew I was gonna lose my job and then never be barred from working there, and I like was too didn't want to really find a, like I don't really want to find another job. Like I, that's my job. I don't know. Maybe I want to came back to work. But like that's nasty work. Like that's actually just really nasty behavior. You're the president. Like you should support the working people. What a loser. Um. So their labor for the most part was replaced by someone else who was willing to be paid cheaper. Um, this example with the president led to other business owners getting tough with their unions. And this even spread within the curricula on like in business schools on how to break unions. Um, like for example, striking copper miners in Arizona fired striking paper workers in Maine fire meat packers, bus drivers. So many strikes in the 1980s were broken to a point where unions realized that employers wanted them to strike so that they could fire them and replace them with non-union workers and can pay them worse. And they also just don't have protections. That's so nasty. Um, and if you realize like your boss, if you realize your boss wants you to strike so he can fire you and rehire somebody else, you're not going to do nothing. Like I don't, I don't think I would do anything because you're just waiting for me to fuck up and I want my job. Um, and striking is the main piece of leverage that unions have because obviously they're withholding their labor. Um, so the number of the strikes of strikes is so small today. And whatever you hear about strikes, it's kind of like you can just see in the media how they talk about it. Like it's a disruption to life. Like, yeah, duh. My life is disrupted right now. Like I'm like actually upset about what I don't know. And I'll get the next episode of P, P Valley. And I'm upset about that. And I'm, it's destructive to my life, but you got to pay the girls and then like we can get P Valley and it'll be even more fun when we get P Valley because everybody's happy to be there. Um, and this rhetoric comes directly from Ronald Reagan who framed himself as a hero when he broke up the air traffic, uh, air traffic controller strike. Um, 
It also turned out in the 1980s, it turned out to be the beginning of the growing gap between productivity and salary. So while productivity and economic output grew, salary does not change accordingly, which you could also see in the salaries of the execs for uh, Disney and Discovery, Max, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, there's just no way that she should be making $400 million. I don't know. Like, that actually sounds so fucking insane. And then you're going to call me absurd, bitch? I'm broke. Yeah. It, that's very absurd that I'm broke. Like, that's actually crazy. Okay, this is a sidebar, but... So, I watched this Netflix documentary called American Gladiators. Ooh, so good. Um, But basically, they... they uh, the Golden Myers Network... I don't know what it's related to now, but... MGM, I think it's... M- i think so don't really care to look it up but like i think so um before was that uh this tv show that they built basically built the brand like they were doing like it was like american gladiators like y'all you were doing like these challenges with like the world's strongest people american gladiators um on tv but like they had built up so much success for the show that they were like able to tour like stadiums and go on tour and do things like that but the moment that they asked for money or more money and to have a a, a, a piece of the merchandise money because like the kids would be buying the doll. I feel like I'm trying to explain this, but it was like a big thing for like the older girls. Like I know the older girls know, like I don't want to have to explain this. I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> anyways, they all there was like maybe 12 of them and four of them went and said, y'all need to pay us and you give us a piece of the merchandise. And they were all fired. But I'm pretty sure that if all 12 of them had organized, it would have got paid better. But th- basically, the guy was saying, like, girls, we're not we don't negotiate. Like, I don't my dad, like the guys of the, the network said my dad didn't negotiate. I'm not negotiating. Um, so no, I think it's been a like a historical thing. I, I think also because of reality TV. But like, I think it's an ho- historical thing that people within this industry kind of get abused because like, obviously, you want to continue on the path that you're continuing. This is your profession whether that's like competing on tv or whatever it's your profession you're an actor you are a writer you work on the crew you should just be paid accordingly especially if like as a viewer i get so much joy from this and i get so much joy that i pay almost a hundred dollars in fucking cable and streaming services so i can watch them so i can watch these people yeah give them like you can like the money's been paid the money's taken from my account at least give them like y'all can give them some more money i don't know like i just don't think like art should be penalized like this or like art should not be appreciated and given its worth especially with i think in conjunction with how much money is in the industry like there's so much money at the top like you gotta pay the girls like we know how much you make so i think that that's like i don't know i i just i'm gonna be lost on i like there's only so much reality tv i can handle please pay these people so we can get back our shows like they're so serious and i think like obviously the, they're losing the money that they're losing they could have just paid these people and they would have been okay but it's about power and if you break down now what does that say because they were saying oh we want people to lose their homes and their apartments that's sick like that's actually very sick but that that's what it is for teachers for teamsters for amazon for starbucks or trader joe's that's what that is it's like we will take everything from you because you defied us and it's giving very master slave type shit i, I don't know like i think about like what happened if 
Like, I would unionize, but the girls, we have to actually be serious people. Like, I'm not about to be unionizing with unfocused people. I just can't. Because if you're unfocused, we're all, we're going to lose our jobs. Like, I think there has to be a little bit of focus here. And the girls, are like, some girls are just not focused. Well, if we were a focused group of girls who went to unionize, I would unionize. But if you're unfocused, I'm not being poor because you're unfocused. I'm sorry. Like, we have to all be focused. So, I think I would unionize because I think, like, we, we just deserve rights in the working place. And, like, that, for some cases, someone say like, it is fucked up that your health insurance is tied to your job. Girls, you should just have health insurance. Like, this is sick. But, like, for the WGA, apparently you need to make $26,000 to be a part of the SAG. Or for, maybe for WGA, but for SAG, you have to make $26,000 to be a part of the SAG insurance. And she was like, girl, you could work four shows and have, like, three episodes of those shows and still not make the minimum to get your health insurance. <sighs> Like that's crazy, twenty six thousand dollars, and they don't begin paying nothing, and they're basically um, gig, they're basically gig workers, so they get taxed hella, and they don't even be like, Taraji made a good point. She broke in the mouth. Mouth, you're getting paid a lump sum, or you're getting paid a, okay, like a a lump sum up front, but then it's fifty percent of it is gone, and then you get it. That's including tax, whoever you gotta pay, and then you get it, but then you're out of work for five months, so then you have to like try to do something with the other seven months like it just seems very crazy like and they also just don't work that all like not that they don't like the gigs only be going for a certain amount of time that's actually insane like so like some girls are salaried so you get money throughout the whole year but like that's crazy like I didn't realize I mean I, I knew it must have been dire to like to see all these people like you know not getting auditions and like but I didn't realize the girls at the top were having to work second jobs. And the Orange is the New Black ladies, the fact that they didn't pay them, and we all watched Poussey die, like, frustrating. I just can't imagine. But shout out to my union girls. Like, I think you are the wave of the future. You're doing so much. It's so exciting to see, like, labor movements happen in real time. Because I'm just, like, teachers, too. Like, girls... We like we have to get serious about getting reinvested in education. Like the fact that education is falling apart, libraries are falling apart, and you're defunding libraries and defunding education. And lately, I've been watching a lot of these like Christian uh, fundamentalist documentaries about like uh, fundamentalist um, Mormons like the the shit that the Duggars were a part of and I'm like girl I can't like I'm not living like that Mm-mm. and I think that's what they want from us and I I, I don't want to live like that so I wonder should I get into why I think men are just sad um because I've been talking for a while maybe I should just save this for the next topic because I actually want to go back and really pull up a book called men who hate women Cause she's spitting in this book. Cause men really do hate women. Um, and it's sad. So maybe I'll have to say this for the next episode. I think now that I'm feeling reinvigorated, I might come back on a weekly basis. I think they just get long because I haven't talked in a while, but if I kind of constantly talk to you, it should really only take 45 minutes. So I apologize for the length of this podcast and I'm going to try to, I think also the thing that deters me, cause I have to edit it. I really try to get this done in one go, but I had fun here. I think, I think I might also rebrand halfway into a Bravo podcast or reality TV podcast, especially because I'm pretty sure that's all that's going to be the fuck on. Because I don't think this shit's going to end. Like, I think I, I hope that they just pay these people because, like, you're losing money. Your lots are. And I, 
I'm missing out on Wicked, bitch. You're slowing down Wicked. And I need to see Wicked at the end of 2024. And you're fucking that up. Pay these people so we can see Wicked. I don't know. And also, fuck the DGA. Because they voted to not have a strike. But fuck y'all, though. Um, But yeah. I think that's all I had to say today. Don't got much more. I need to figure out... I don't need to figure out anything. Thank you for listening. It's been a blast. I I I know I say this every time, so like you have no reason to really believe me, but I mean it this time. I think I'm back. Um so I think next week's episode, I'm gonna write this down. I'm gonna focus on men kinda suck. Men kinda suck. I'm gonna talk about Taylor Swift, uh speak now, the Taylor's version. Um I'll find some other things to talk about. But yeah, I'll be back next week with some topics. Maybe some reality TV. Roni is back. Real House of Atlanta is a slump. Uh, Maybe this will go into my main kind of suck. If you're really into... I think the OWN Network is an unsung reality TV network. Ready to love. The early seasons are so good. It's like Black Bachelorette, but older people. Uh, Okay, I'm saying older like 40s, but like, that's no Tino shade. Um... And then they have Love and Marriage Huntsville, Love and Marriage Detroit, and Love and Marriage DC, which I think they canceled one because I haven't seen the episodes. But that's also disastrous and not good marriages. So I don't really aspire to have my relationship be like any of those people. But like, I think that OWN has some really compelling TV shows um, in the reality space. I can't really speak to the fiction space, even though I know that some people do love Greenleaf and the have and have nots. Um, yeah, so I think I, I will talk about maybe Love and Marriage Detroit because that's the newest one. And, ooh, the like, everything's disgusting. Conversation is so boring. It's so sick. So maybe I'll just say that for the next episode. But like I said, I'm longing the goodbye. Ciao for now. Pro-language learning. Learn a second language. Be bilingual. Go out to the world and be bilingual. Um, and peace. I'll see you in the next episode.